0: There's a great football game going on in Ottawa. 36-36 going to the second overtime session between the Tiger Cats and the Red Blacks. He was 33-33 after regulation. And uh, Hamilton went first in overtime, got a field goal. Ottawa came back with a field goal. A game that Ottawa led 27-12 at halftime. Hamilton outscoring the Red Blacks 21-6 in uh, the second half. And uh, Chris Milo, a 45-yard field goal to keep overtime going. And uh, the reason I'm saying rumor has it, well, I mean, it's true what's going on. Uh, Matthew, this, the, the, oddly enough, two CFL games going on at the same time. They usually do not overlap them. They always start them three hours apart. So this, But the Calgary game was originally scheduled to start at 8. They asked to have it move up to 7. So TSN 1 showed the first two hours of Hamilton-Ottawa, then put on Toronto-Calgary. And as you know, Matthew, we for I don't know why this is. We only get TSN 1 and 2 <laughs> in the 6.30, Chad, palatial broadcasting compound. Yep. So <laughs> we, we can't watch this good game. Calgary's beating Toronto 17-7 in the other one. This feels like the hottie
1: bowl. Why do we not get TSN's 3, 4, and 5? I have no clue. Maybe you should ask engineer. Like what on kind that of one. cable package do we have? That's a good question.
0: It's a good question, Reed. Doesn't Chorus own Shaw or part of Shaw? Yeah, the, we have. Shouldn't a, we just get we all the channels for free cable package here? Like, first of all, okay. So here's the thing. First of all, we're playing ads for programs on CBC Television, a competing station to Global, which we own, and the show on CBC is on during Inside Sports. And they're advertising it, and now we, we can't get all the TSNs. I'm going to I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to my employer. How do you think that will go over?
1: <laughs> I could be hosting the show next week. <sighs>
0: so anyway, <laughs> great. There have been a lot of overtime games in the CFL this year, by the way. Uh, what else do we have going on? How are the Oil Kings doing? They are tied 1-1 with Prince Albert. That game is early in uh, the second period. All right. Paul Coffey skating today, getting ready for the alumni
2: game in Winnipeg. Well, part of me says, I hope so. And the other part of me says, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. We've got a ton of respect for that group over there led by Dale. And, you know, I've always said from day one that the only reason they didn't make it, at least to a Stanley Cup final, was uh, they had to play the Oilers either the first or second round, which was always pretty tough. But they're a good group. and But let's not forget that everybody's out here to have some fun.
0: All right. Coffee asked about the competitiveness of the game. Oilers and Jets coming up uh, on Sunday. How about Patrick Laine? That hat trick against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. The Jets were down 4 nothing. They came back to tie it. Laine scored in the last minute. Then he won it in overtime. And Timo Solani certainly liking what he sees from lining. I
2: was really hoping that he's going to have a good start, you know, to get the confidence going right right away and that's what has happened, so that's, that's awesome and uh, the whole city is excited, all the Finns are excited, you know, so uh, that, that's a great thing, you know, and uh, and especially for me because, I, like I said, you know, I, I went through a great great time here and uh, now he's kind of going through the same, same stuff, so uh, it's awesome. All
0: right, and the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats have completed a big comeback to beat Ottawa 39 36 in overtime. They win it with another field goal, and uh, that's all I can tell you right now because I, I wasn't able to see the game. Spoiled! I can remember where there'd be one or two CFL games on a week, and now I'm uh, mad that I can't watch pieces of whatever I want to watch. There are something like 400 channels on our cable package. I don't know, Kellen. Or uh, Matthew, sorry. I get you guys confused. <laughs> do you remember the day when, uh, do you remember when not every game was on TV? Hey, You're probably I remember not that. old enough. Do you know... Uh, Whoa, Raiders of was... the Lost Ark is on Showcase. Let's watch that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Turn the sound up, give it to our listeners. It's right
0: at the beginning.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I, got, I got lucky when I was a kid, by the way, because we had a C-band dish. I don't know what a C-band dish is. It's one of those big satellite dishes. that Sounds was illegal. Picking, Oh, yeah, it was. We got we got HBO, Seriously? ESPN. We got all that stuff. We got all a lot of the uh, American sports networks. So if the orders game was not on ITV or CFRN back in the day before, or A channel, yep. usually it was on the c band dish. So we pick it up like we pick up like uh, the so uh, the Tapa American Bay Channel right. and Pitt, Florida Panthers broadcasts and some of that Hartford Whalers broadcasts.
0: So did you have one of those big satellite dishes that was yeah. the, like the size of a van? And it
1: moved from satellite to satellite. You no, know was really cool too is because when CBC would have the CFL games on, you'd have the feed that would have no commercials on. So you hear the announcers talking in between plays. Oh, points.
0: right, They had to be careful. It was great. Man, thank it God no great. one to hear what we say during the <laughs> commercials. <laughs>
1: Yes, I limit that stuff, buddy. At least I'm supposed to limit that stuff, right? So (laughs) that's my job. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we never had one of those big satellite dishes. Didn't they take up your whole yard, though?
1: They took up a bit of a space of the yard. We had a pretty big yard, so it was on this one side. Okay,
0: well, if you had a smaller yard, it, it was like, well, now we have a satellite dish instead of room to move in the yard. But
1: you got HBO.
0: <laughs> what did it? So, did you buy the satellite dish and then get a monthly subscription? Well, or did you just pay for the satellite dish? Like you're giggling, like you stole this satellite dish or well,
1: something? Well, no, but there was a company here in, in, that set up back in like when I, before when I was a kid, like when I was like one or two years old, we moved into the house in Riverbend, and uh, yeah, my dad said for the first little while they kept having to put codes in, and you get it all for free. Then eventually, they made you start paying. So, but he's, he's, he was okay to pay for it because we got ESPN, HBO, Showtime, all that good stuff, right? So, that
0: would have been cool. Yeah,
1: it was. It was neat. Neat to have ESPN especially and TNT and all those channels.
0: Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I've talked about this before, and a lot of people will understand this experience. Growing up, I grew up north of Evansburg, and I did not have more than two channels until I moved to Edmonton to go to university in 1991. So I didn't I didn't watch the NFL. You'd get the odd, you get the odd NFL game and then you'd get maybe one playoff game a week and then the Super Bowl. I didn't watch like I would just follow the NCAA basketball tournament in the newspaper. Yeah. The next day I'd keep I'd cut out the bracket out of the paper when it was announced and then I'd fill it in as it went along. And then when I w- was in Edmonton, and you realized you could just watch NCAA basketball games all day when the tournament started, like I was in heaven.
1: <laughs> that was one of the neat things too. Reed, we we had uh, when we had the C band in like the mid 90s. NFL Sunday Ticket came out, and that was one of the only places that had Sunday, NFL Sunday. It's been ticket around was, that long. With C band, yeah. NFL we, always ahead of everybody. So yeah, it was always like it was like we got all the games every week because we paid for it, right? So. I didn't pay for it. My dad, parents. Well, paid
0: well for it. we. I had my your piggy bank. Paid for it. I had That's my fine. piggy
1: bank. I probably busted it over <laughs> once in a while to help Hang out. Hang on, I got to sneeze. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless you.
0: I, I seriously did have to. <laughs> but see yeah,
1: it. we had that, and it was uh, yeah, it was a really neat, neat thing to have. That's what you got all the. Oh, the one thing we got was all the American commercials during the Super Bowl. Let me ask, here's here's a,
0: here's a question. Since we can uh, we can BS for a while here. Sure. What is the the okay? The, what is the sporting event that you most now maybe this is different for younger people because they've had all the channels available. What is the sporting event that you most were ex- wanted to watch that you didn't have access to but then were most disappointed by by it when you actually got to watch it Oh for me it would be the NBA yeah well, well yeah when I was a, when I was a kid it was like oh I wish I could watch the NBA and then once I got to university and there was <laughs> you could watch an NBA game every night I was just like unless Jordan was playing, I don't want to watch it.
1: Yeah, I'd say the NBA for me as well. I mean, I, I didn't really watch as much as I was a kid, but then you know when my when I finally got the chance to watch it, when the Grizzlies and the Raptors came on. I'm like, this isn't as good as what everybody says it is. But then Jordan, when Jordan played, it was a different level to watch a game. You know what I mean? Well, see, and here's
0: the thing: LeBron is. I I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Probably better than Jordan. See, I don't get. But hyped he doesn't, up have, to watch but he doesn't a have the. Mis- he doesn't have the mystique for me. Now yeah. I don't know if that's just because of my generation or my age. But there's a thing. But there's a thing with sports when you are first enthralled with something, right? Yeah. I mean, and in in in, in this city, I mean, we still have people saying, "Well, why don't we do, do what? Why don't we get someone like Warren Moon? You know, or why 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 don't the Oilers have someone like Semenko?" To I mean, the thing, it's there aren't direct comparisons, but there's always that ideal in your mind, right? Yeah. And I think the, sports has that, and I think we reach a point. Probably for most people, it happens, I'm going to say, between the age of maybe like 8 and 22, where you think to yourself, okay, well, I've never seen that before, so what could possibly be greater than that? And I mean, for the new generations of fans, Connor McDavid is going to be the standard. Now, with McDavid's speed, I think even f- fans of the Oilers in the 80s recognized that there was no- nobody that fast in the 80s. But I think for a lot of I mean I, I will still I still say well Gretzky's the greatest player I've ever seen now maybe if watching McDavid for five years I'll change my mind right but yeah for for basketball I still now do I watch the NBA religiously no Golden State got me more interested the last couple of years quite frankly uh, because as I like to say they played with such joie de vivre because this is a bilingual program <laughs> I can speak a little Ukrainian too'll make it trilingual. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the 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 magic bird into the Jordan era, to me, that's the peak of, of probably when I was interested in the NBA. Not that there haven't been great players since, but it just seemed like the game had a little more, more mystique around it then. Uh, Eric says, really enjoy your show. Keep it up. Thank you, Eric. This is on the text line to 630-630. This texture says, "Speaking of those dishes, some guy has one of those huge dishes on his roof on the north side. I would think one of the large satellite dishes would collapse your roof, <laughs> but apparently I'm wrong. Is he still to that texture? Is he, it can't still be operational? I don't. Do think Do people it would still be. use those big dishes? We you can't use them anymore. We
1: discontinued ours like in 2000, like six or seven. And then you got it taken out. It's not
0: still in your yard, is it? Well, when we when we, when we moved, it was." Don't kind of oh, see so left there. the dish there. So yeah, are there all these dead dishes in yards around Edmonton now? I don't. I can't I remember wonder. the last time I saw one.
1: Because yeah, you get all the HBO Canada now. You get all that stuff, right? So it's all included, especially all the ESPN programming is now on TSN pretty much. So you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about getting the other programs from the United States. Yeah, I mean right? we
0: get we get so much. We get so many sporting events now. We're, we're oh, yeah. spoiled. Um, and ratings are declining for a lot like now everything's on and we're I mean the NFL's ratings are down right yep. I don't know what the early NHL returns are but now there's so much is I mean how often do you bring up the guide and you're like ah nothing's on I've seriously changed to Raiders of the Lost Ark. By the way, it's, you can text six thirty, six thirty. Phone number is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's uh, Inside Sports and tonight Inside Satellite Television on six thirty. Chad, your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on six thirty. Chad. All right. Thanks for tuning in tonight got some texts coming in here to 630 630 uh we start talking we start talking about old satellite dishes and watching sports on satellite tv namudi says we removed our satellite dish from the backyard but the pole is still there well maybe you can dance around it i don't know (laughs) just a suggestion drew's view texting in hey drew haven't heard from you for in a while He says, uh, for me, the uh, height of the NBA was Kareem and Dr. J, so that dates me. I was never interested in the NBA ever again after that. That's an interesting one. All right. These two are especially funny. Cass550 text in. He says, I had a satellite dish that picked up all the CBC fat feeds from Hockey Night in Canada. Cherry and McLean cursing and swearing at each other, arguing during the commercials. Cherry cursing at the producer and the cameraman. Awesome TV. They cut it off after a while, but grapevine like you have never seen it. <laughs> Yeah, and I like this one as well from Donald. He says, "Living in Germany, I only got one English channel from the Canadian Forces broadcast. They only broadcast Toronto Maple Leafs games. So it wasn't until we moved back to Canada that I realized that the Leafs really sucked." <laughs> that is from Donald. <laughs> and that is the that's the number one complaint of a lot of hockey fans in Canada, especially older ones that there was too much Toronto, The Toronto was on TV too much. They got to see the Leafs too much. And there used to be, I mean, Hockey Night in Canada used to be one game on Saturday, right, at 6 o'clock. And sometimes they would show the Leafs game to most of the country, even if a Western Canadian team was playing a home game. It wouldn't be televised.
1: Yes, and of course, Reed, we all know if you—if the CBC decides not to put the game on, the announcer tends to do a pen flip. One time!
0: <laughs> Dave Hodge, it's... It, Come on. What, uh, what it was, they weren't going to go show an, over, uh, an overtime game to the whole country. They were going to go to the news or whatever at 9 o'clock, and he threw his pen over that or his pencil, and that was it. And in comes Ron McLean. So, Donald, I feel for you, buddy. Uh, watching the Maple Leafs on Canadian Forces broadcast in Germany. Now, my my question for Donald would be, how much Bundesliga soccer would have been on TV? I, I'm guessing Donald is that's from the 70s or 80s. That you're, maybe I'm wrong, just guessing. But for, from how he worded that, but uh, yeah, you can text six thirty six thirty phone number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So here's what's going on tomorrow: two o'clock, two until three thirty in the afternoon. We, we're going to have uh, stuff from the alumni game at Investors Group Field in Winnipeg. Then at 3.30, the Eskimos pregame show. Eskimos game against the BC Lions at 5.00, 11.30 Sunday morning. We have the face-off show for the Oilers and the Jets, and then the Heritage Classic starts at 1.00. So we uh, we have you covered. going to be a fun weekend. Big games for both teams. Obviously, the Eskimos have won three in a row, and the Oilers have started off with wins in uh, four of their first five. And I'm encouraged by both teams the way they've been playing lately I mentioned earlier about the Eskimos I like how they're using the running back and Brandon Zilstra has been a really strong third edition and I think the Oilers are figuring out ways to win games more than one way which is important and and I, and I do believe in Cam Talbot I, I really do I, you know, I know sometimes whatever you didn't like how he started the season I got a lot of faith in Cam Talbot Here's what we got to do. We got to do a quick timeout. We will talk a little soccer in the final half hour of the show. FC Edmonton is going to the playoffs. But first, they got to finish up the regular season. So Colin Miller will tell us what's going on with them. Uh, this texture says My satellite dish is a beautiful lawn ornament. It looks nice at Christmas. LOL. <laughs> there we go we back after the news.
2: from your Edmonton Euler, and you're listening to The Inside Sports with Reid Wilkins on Euler's Radio 630 Chat.
0: So yeah, good game in the CFL tonight. Hamilton over Ottawa, 39-36 in overtime. Toronto trailing Calgary 17-10. That one is at the half. The Stampeders trying to finish with a 9-0 regular season home record. NHL tonight. Blue Jackets beat Chicago 3-2. Islanders over the Coyotes 3-2. And the Red Wings beat the Predators 5-3. That is good for the Oilers. The, uh, three eastern teams beat the three western teams tonight not bad things are already going the oiler's way whl oil kings up 2-1 on prince albert late in the second period you know it's been a good season for fc edmonton they are going to the playoffs but they have some business to take care of first their head coach is colin miller colin i haven't spoken to you since you clinched so congratulations
2: thank you reed thanks very much for having me back on the show as well it's uh it's it's fantastic that the club uh, is in the playoffs, and and we to do it with four games to go is is quite remarkable, and uh, I'm so proud, so happy uh, for everyone associated with the club.
0: Well, and uh, usually I'd have you on, uh, would have had you on, but the last time we did an FC Edmonton segment, the uh, owner of the team came in. So no offense, but no offense, you know, <laughs> taken, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, so do you still have four matches left, or are you down to just a couple now?
2: Down to a couple, yeah. We play on Sunday at 2 o'clock at uh, Clark Stadium against Jacksonville, and then we leave uh, on Wednesday to fly into Miami for the last game of the regular season uh, down in Miami. And then uh, we'll return on the Saturday, uh, Sunday off, and then we'll prepare to play Indy in the semifinal, uh, okay. which is so exciting.
0: Okay, so how does this work that you already know your opponent? Is the, are the standings just that spaced
2: out? Yeah, well, the, the, what happens in, uh, they call it the playoffs, but really it's a fancy word for two semifinals, Read, And basically what happens is the number one seed, who are the New York Cosmos at this moment in time, uh, will play number four seed. Now, that's the only team that's yet to be determined. I think there are five teams at the moment in the NSL fighting for that last playoff spot. And uh, number two will play number three. And because we know that no one can catch either ourselves or Indy, uh, we're definitely playing against each other, and because Indy won the spring season, they get to host uh, their semi-final.
0: Oh, okay. So that expl- that's why you got to go on the road. Uh, yeah, it, wh- where do they play their games? Is that a tough place to play?
2: Uh, it's not best playing surface for sure. Um, it's at a, a college uh, type stadium. It's uh, it's not ideal, but it, their their crowds are fantastic. They get around, they're averaging about nine, 000, ten thousand people. Uh, which is which is great. I'm sure they'll sell it out for the for our semi-final. And uh, you know they've they've been in the league now for two or three years, and a, a great franchise. You know, good budget, uh, good players, well coached, an experienced coach. Um, so it'll be it'll be nice to knock them off. We we finished a point behind them in the spring season to win the, the spring season champions. So there's not much between these two teams. Rita. it's two. Uh, 2 well organized, two disciplined uh, sides, and it should be a cracking semi-final.
0: Uh, how, do you do you like so far in advance that you know your opponent and, and that the guys know who they're playing? I mean, are, are, I mean, it might sound like oh, great, we can prepare for this team, but aren't there some pitfalls that could enter into this?
2: We 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 we're quite positive about it, uh, Reid, because we we. We actually wanted to try and, if we didn't finish first, we wanted to finish second or third, of course, because we, we feel we're well-suited to play against Indy. We've we beat them this season, they've beaten us this season, and we've also tied the third game. So there's it'll show you how close it is. But one of the benefits, I guess, of, of uh, knowing the opposition as early, and you touched on it there, was how, uh, how much we can prepare for that. There will be no surprises, of course, having played each other three times this season already. But um, you know, at least it gives us a chance to do our homework. Who's been playing? Who's injured? Uh, The suspension thing doesn't come into it now at this stage uh, because uh, once that final game of the season is over, the unless it's a red cards or suspension, then uh, all the yellow cards and so on get wiped clean. So everybody's uh, back to back to square one again.
0: All right, Colin Miller, head coach of FC Edmonton, joining us. They will play their final home match of the regular season Sunday at two against the Jacksonville Armada. Uh, now, the semifinals just this one up. You guys don't? It's just one game. It's not a best of three or or a two leg thing.
2: No, it's just it's just a one off. It's a semifinal, Jeez, okay. and then yeah, and the, the winner will play whoever wins between one and four. Now, the amazing thing about all this, Reed, of course, is uh, should number four beat the New York Cosmos and we win our semifinal, then we would actually host the Soccer Bowl final in the middle of November here in Edmonton. Oh, wow. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah, bring your took and your gloves that day, that's for sure.
0: But that's a big if somebody beating the Cosmos, isn't it? I mean, especially the four seed, given the way they've played this year.
2: Yeah, I actually don't think it is such a big thing. I mean, of course, they're the best team in the league, but there are some franchises in and around us but definitely the ones the us that have spent some pretty serious money on their team this year uh, have uh, their budgets are far far superior than, than ours and Minnesota and Tampa Bay uh, Minnesota is in their last season in the NASL they're now moving to the MLS so they've, they've got a fantastic team they've just really underachieved so far this season it's quite remarkable that they're not guaranteed into the playoff spot so I a I wouldn't be delighted, I wouldn't be rubbing my hands if I was a New York Cosmos having to play either Minnesota, uh, OKC or Oklahoma uh, or or Tampa Bay because at, at that stage I think it's like anything. I'm, I'm always amazed in North America where uh, so much focus is put on the playoffs and uh, the best team in the league and where I come from in Europe uh, is the team that wins the league and Cup is a bonus reach whereas here in, in North America regardless of who wins the NHL who's the, 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 the best team overall in terms of winning it really that goes out the window as far as I, I know, uh, it's the Stanley Cup winners who are yep. the, the best team and uh, I find that quite surprising so really a team that could be the last team to qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs potentially go on and win the NHL uh, or the, win the Stanley Cup, really they haven't been the best team overall over the league games, you know, so whereas in Europe and everywhere else in the world the best team in of the season is the team that wins the league and the cup
0: is the bonus yeah it's a different approach I mean in North America we generally spend a lot of time determining what teams make the tournament and then right. the, and then the tournament and I mean you mentioned NHL San Jose was a good example last year they didn't have a great regular season uh, but right. they got in and then, and then they made the Stanley Cup final uh, calling uh, and I talked to this with Tom a couple of weeks ago too uh, Minnesota's leaving for MLS. Um how do you, how do you look at that and how it affects the NA, NASL because it uh, here's what I think you can say okay look at the caliber of our soccer we have teams getting promoted to a higher level but it's also well here's you know the the your league losing losing a team I don't know if they're going to be replaced or not but how do you look at Minnesota Minnesota leaving here
2: yeah, I think it's as much financial than anything else, Reid. Um, I'm disappointed that Minnesota are leaving to go to the, to the MLS, um, but obviously there's some pretty serious money uh, behind all the MLS organizations now at this point. I believe it's $200 million to buy a franchise in the MLS now, and uh, uh, they, they had been planning for some time to go in the MLS, so as a league and as, you know, as a club, we, we prepare for that. Uh, the good thing is San Francisco is joining our league next year, so that will continue to, you know, to keep us at twelve. There is some real, genuine interest in other franchises joining the NESL as well. Um, and but it's disappointing because there's been a, a, a real uh, fixture, a real quality fixture uh, coming to Edmonton and also going to Minnesota. The, the Dark Clouds, as they're called, the Supporters Club there. They're averaging eight, nine, ten thousand people, so it's a genuinely big franchise NASL ASL standard-wise, um, and it will be a loss to the league uh, for sure. But as that door closes, another chapter opens with uh, with new franchises coming in.
0: All right, well. Colin, all the best on, on on Sunday I know you want to be in top form going into the playoffs it is of course uh, fan and minor soccer appreciation day 2 p.m Sunday at Clark Jacksonville is the opponent are, are you guys uh, uh, no before I let you go is it is it uh, Watson that's up for is that is that MVP the golden ball what is that yeah
2: that uh, the golden ball is uh, it's a fancy way of being the MVP there's um, uh, uh, Albert Watson who's our club captain. And Matt Van Ockel, they're both uh, nominated for it. We've got three players in the young player category, um, and and that's quite a compliment as well. And uh, yours truly is up for coach of the year for some reason. Which oh, is, nice. Uh, which is nice. It, it's great. It's nice to be uh, mentioned along the same lines as the as uh, those quality coaches that are that are uh, in the league. So that's very nice. But it's a team award that one. If uh, goodness knows if uh, I ever get something like that.
0: Right on. Well, Colin, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll do something before your playoff game as well because that's going to be a good one in a couple of weeks against Indy. All the best in these final two regular season games, man. It's good to have you on.
2: Great. Thanks. Anytime, Lisa I appreciate it. Bye-bye.
0: That's Colin Miller checking in, head coach of FC Edmonton, and really enjoy talking to uh, Colin. He's a great interview. very passionate, obviously, about soccer and about FC Edmonton, and well-deserved that he is up for coach of the year because FC's had a great season. They have been incredibly stingy defensively. Matt Van Ockel having a great season in goal. And, uh, yeah, final – well, I mean, they might have to play – they're playing one – playoff game on the road and then if they win and New York wins the other one they got to go on the road again so maybe your last chance to see them in person on Sunday at 2 844 Inside Sports on 630 Chet quick timeout
1: You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chet
0: little Queens of the Stone Age. Which one's this
2: one
0: again? Uh, this
1: one's called In My Head.
0: Good track. Did we play Ring of Fire by Def Leppard earlier? We did. Dan texts in. He says, good call with that intro music. A little Def Leppard with Ring of Fire. Is that symbolic of what the flames are feeling? <laughs> uh, it is early in the season, but I think most Oilers fans are comfortable with uh, the Oilers being already five points up on the Calgary Flames. They have both played five games. Not bad. Another touchdown for the Calgary Peters. They are looking good early in the third quarter against Toronto, now up 23-13. Earlier, a thriller, Hamilton came back to beat Ottawa 39-36 in overtime. So Hamilton uh, clinches a playoff spot and can still possibly get first place in the East Division. We'll keep an eye on that. The alumni guys getting ready for the game in Winnipeg tomorrow. Glenn Anderson was on the show earlier. I asked him if he's uh, been doing much skating lately. Uh, no, not not
1: much at all. I don't think there are a lot of guys that skate anymore. At uh, there, A lot of guys are closing in on 60 years old, so this could be our last kick at the cat and the last time we do this. I think the last time was uh, 2003 in Edmonton. I think was the first Heritage
0: Classic. Glenn Anderson, 56 years of age. Also asked him about the practice today.
1: Well, um, you know, they, they didn't pay to come in to see us practice. They paid, <laughs> paid to see us play tomorrow. So hopefully everybody's saving themselves for tomorrow. But I'm sure uh, there was no masseuse at the end of the day. So we were... Uh, We've got to rest up for tomorrow.
0: All right. And uh, Mark Messier, of course, on the team as well, says this is a great way to promote the history of hockey. You know, and I think it's a very important for the, uh,
2: for the new players, the younger players, uh, not only that are entering in the National Hockey League, but also the grassroots level of players that they understand uh, of the players and what was happened uh, to the National Hockey League because of the great men that played in it before them.
0: All right, well, that's going to be fun tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Coffee, Anderson, and Messier, McTavish, Curry, Simpson, Gretzky, some of the guys, uh, I, thought, I don't think Grant Fuhrer is going to be able to play, but he was named to the team, Marty McSorley, Ryan Smith, who's a current player with the Stony Plain Eagles, all on the Oilers alumni roster. Some of the highlights for the Jets, you have Dave Ellett, Dale Howarchuk, Morris Lukowicz, there's a great name, Doug Smale, Timo Solani, Laurie Boschman, he could play for both teams. Thomas Steen, Teppo Newmanen Daniel berthome wasn't he the bandit? Is that what they called Daniel Berthome? Bob Essenza, who is also an oiler, Dave Babich on the team. It's going to be fun. We'll have coverage on 6.30, Chet, starting at 2 o'clock, uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, far uh, less uh well, not as, not as fun talking about this. The uh, National Football League has placed Josh Brown on paid leave. Just hours after New York Giants coach Ben McAdoo said this. We're not going to turn our back on Josh. He's, well, he's a teammate. The NFL placed Josh Brown on the commissioner's exempt list, sidelining the Giants kicker with pay until the league decides whether he should be punished for domestic violence with more than the single-game suspension he served in the season opener. He did not make the trip to London, where the team plays Sunday. The NFL reopened Brown's case after police released incriminating documents that the league said it had not previously been able to see. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Yeah, it keeps coming up with the NFL, doesn't it? I mean, they're getting heat now because they find Odell Beckham for celebrating, right? Do you see what Beckham did on the weekend? He got a long touchdown and he took his helmet off and then he went on the bench and he was dancing around and he lowered the kicking net on himself. Did you see this? And he was even yelling out, find me, find me! So they, they, they find him. And uh, then obviously the perception remains that the punishment is not as harsh for players who are, uh, you know, associated with some sort of, I mean, certainly the Ray Rice incident of Adrian Peterson with his son. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's tough. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a league that, here's the thing about the NFL, it's a league that is so concerned about its image, um, yet it seems that sometimes the decisions they make regarding their image hurt their image. You know what i mean like it's like we're so we're so worried about our image we got to do this oh wait the decision we made hurt our image right i don't know uh eskimos coming up tomorrow Against BC, quarterback Jonathan Jennings for the Lions threw three picks the last time they played the Green and Gold. We're not going to win football games playing like that. I can't, I can't lead the team to, to a win playing football like that. I can't have turnovers like that. So it's something we got to learn from. And, and myself, I just, I can't, can't let that happen again. And, but it's, it's all a learning experience. Yeah, the Eskimos have clinched a playoff spot. They clinched on their bye week last week because of other results. But quarterback Mike Riley says that doesn't ease the pressure to win going into this game. It
2: doesn't get any easier just because we've...
0: Secured a playoff spot. We didn't do anything last week to earn that. You know, we we won three games, and then we, we sat on our couches and I guess earned the playoff spot. So uh, we still got a lot left to prove. We're we're far from our goal. Our goal wasn't to to sneak into the playoffs this year. You know, we, our goal is to win the Grey Cup, and and there's still a long way to go until that point in time comes. Whoever they crown, but uh, you know we're on that path right now. We feel like we're playing very good football, but uh, the football we're playing right now is not good enough to be a championship team. I don't I don't know if anyone is right now at this point in time. Of the season. It's hard to say that because you've got to continue to build. And head coach Jason Moss saying this one kind of feels like a playoff game.
2: We, we felt like the last games we've been playing are like that. I mean, we've been, we've put, it's, We've been saying it all year. We put us ourselves in this position where all these games mean something, and um, you know it isn't a playoff game where you go home after this. But you know you'd like to feel that way. You know um, we have a lot to to gain from winning this game and, and, and beating these guys here, and uh, we're looking forward to that opportunity. Was was
0: that? All right. So Eskimo is coming up tomorrow, three thirty pregame show after our coverage of the alumni game at the Heritage Classic. The game starts at. Five Martin texted back, uh, Read hello, goodbye is a repeat. I'm back listening to you. Thank goodness. <laughs> the show was a rerun. Oh, you know what? Walking Dead's back on Sunday. I'll be home in time for that after the uh, Heritage Classic overtime open line. That'll be fun to watch. You're going to find out who, uh, who Negan hit with the baseball bat. If you're not a Walking Dead fan, that made no sense. But if you are a Walking Dead fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, I want to thank our guests tonight. You heard from Morley Scott. Glenn Anderson was on the show. Jack Michaels chimed in from Winnipeg. And FC Edmonton coach Colin Miller also joined us. So I mentioned we start at 2 tomorrow with our sports coverage. And then it's Sunday, 11.30, face-off show, 1 o'clock, puck drop. The Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets at Investors Group Field. Matthew Panaschik has been your studio producer this evening. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Thanks to everybody who called in and texted. Always fun to talk to you. Hopefully you can find something interesting on your satellite dish tonight. (laughs) Now whenever I see a large satellite dish, I'll have to mark it down. It'll be like satellite dish bingo. (laughs) If you ever see a large satellite dish, just email me a picture, inside sports at 630Ched.com. Matthew, thanks for your hard work tonight. Buddy, are you working one of the games this weekend? I'm working tomorrow night's the Eskimos game. All right. Good stuff. And then you get to watch the Oilers and the Bengals on Sunday?
1: Yeah, they're playing Cleveland, so it won't be much of a game.
0: Automatic win week for the Bengals. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but it should be. They um, They should beat
1: the Browns. Should. There's never an automatic win in the NFL. Never. Have a great weekend,
0: everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.